three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Insight NBA Show on the Insight Podcast Network. I'm the SC underscore Matrix, and today I am here with SC Big Horse and SC Brain. Mate, tell me about the Broncos. No, I don't no, want to talk about the Broncos. The NBA show. We don't need to talk about the West Tigers either. Um, for for those of you in America, we do. I do an NRL show with Braino, and I have never done an NBA show. So, um, yeah, today we're doing a mock draft. Big horse, what are we doing today? Well, courtesy of the guys at the Standard Squeeze, I'm just enjoying a jammo out of my four-in-one. Cheers, boys. Cheers. But what we're doing uh, is... four-in-one here as well. Good man. As we can see in the background, what we're doing, guys, is we're going to be conducting a mock draft via Yahoo, and we're going to be using our partners and friends at Fantasy Scores to assist us in showing you how punting categories works. So we've all been given one category to punt. For me, I'll be punting rebounds. For the big Matty O, he's punting points. And for Braino, he's punting assists. Yeah, it should be look, pretty I'm, easy to punt assists, I would have thought. Yeah. yeah, you've got the easy one. Hmm. Yeah. Mate, look, I, I know that you take the easy road there, but everything becomes easy with fantasy scores. Um, so basically you can integrate with your Yahoo League. Um, I'm doing it for the first time tonight, actually. And uh, you pick your punt categories and it gives you an outlook um, that if you were to take that category out, uh, where your players slide up and down the draft. So I'm pretty excited for it, to be honest. Um just having a look at the first three guys that I've got, um, it actually moves Anthony Davis up to the um, to the third best player if you were punting um, points, which, you know what, I wouldn't have really thought about that. So, um, yeah, look, fantasy scores, um, get $5 off using the code INSIGHT. Um, yeah, seems pretty good to go with with NBA. What position are you picking from, Brainer? I am picking from nine. So, uh, I mean, I've got a few options there at the back end of the first round. So, uh, punting assists, relatively easy. I mean, when you're punting assists, you're not looking at those guys. You know, there's a lot of point guards, I guess, in the first round and and probably in the first two rounds that are probably off the board for me when I'm punting assists. Um, So, you know, guys like Joel Embiid, obviously still up there. I'm not going to get him, but back end. Uh, It's actually pushed up Jaron Jack Jr. into the fifth highest player in this in this draft in terms of rank for me now that I'm punting assists uh, based on ranking. So he's gone up seven spots for me. So he would be an option at the back end of the first round. Kevin Durant's an option. Um, and also maybe someone like Pazingas as well. So uh, I've got a fair bit to be there. Mate, where are you picking from, Mick? I'm picking from the four spot, somewhere that I haven't picked in a mock draft yet. 
Uh, I've entered that I'm punting rebounds into my punt categories by the Fantasy Scores website, and it's projecting shy Gilgis Alexander to be my number one pick. So hopefully he <sighs> makes his way to the fourth spot. Um, and a top four of Shy, Kevin Durant, Tyrese Halliburton, and Lillard rounds out the top four for me. Yeah, I actually hate picking from the fourth spot. I I think mm. that there's um, I think that there's I suppose three clear clear guys to pick from the start, and um, yeah, I think that that's going to be really hard. I actually might be playing in a little bit of a sniping game with uh, with Braino at the end. I'm selecting from the 12th. I haven't done it yet. Um, but I always usually start like uh, picking from the end of the draft. So let's see how it goes. Um, look, keeping our punting categories in uh, in check there, I um, I think we're going to be going all right tonight. So, <coughs> hmm. Who have you got in mind, Nate? Who, who would you like to, for you to slip to the ninth pick? I would love to pick up. I mean, realistically, I think there's a chance I might be able to get Jaron Jackson. I don't know whether I will, but AD seems to be slipping a fair bit. And AD is mm. the second highest ranking on my board at the moment. So I might be able to tag AD at the ninth pick. Uh, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset with that. He's probably the target for me. What do you think, Matty? How about yourself, mate? Oh, look, when I pick at 12th, I just wait to see who falls to me, to be completely honest. Um, I think it's a bit more relevant for the fourth pick. Um, what are you thinking, Mick? Yeah, SGA. If he, yep. if he gets to me, then, yeah, he'll be he'll be locked in. I think we've spoken about it before on this podcast that you, you can't go in with a solid draft strategy because things change all the time and you've got to be willing to change your thought process as you go. Otherwise, you're fucked. Like there's no other way to put it as he cracks another stubby. You've got to be willing to be flexible and you've got to be willing to to go another way with your draft picks. So come in with an open mind. Yeah, you can have targets that you can choose from, but you're not just drafting one way. You have to be flexible in the way you go about this. Mate, that's saucy just telling me to come in with an open mind. So uh, Nikola Jokic with the first pick, Joel Embiid with the second pick, Shea Gilgis Alexander still there on mixed board. Um, look, it's it's saying that Luka Doncic is going to be the next pick. With these mock drafts, uh, we have seen the third pick get a little bit spicy. So um, I'm interested to see what comes up. And he's still there. So SGA making his way to the big horses at number four. I'm not actually sure that I love Jason Tatum at the third pick. No, I don't. I'm with you. Um, do you think Do you think there's more value in, say, a Tyrese Halliburton or a Luka Doncic over Tatum? There's definitely more upside. You definitely don't lose anything by getting Tatum. And I, I, I like it. I like it at the sixth pick. I just think if I've got the third pick that I'm going elsewhere. Um, as we see... Um, Halliburton and Luka Doncic going off the board. Uh, Braino, Davis is still on the board. And uh, I'm grabbing him. So that kind of fits perfectly into my plan. I'll, I'll take him at the ninth pick. Um, Lamelo Ball and Steph Curry went seventh and eighth. So a lot of, lot of points flying off the board nice and early, and that suits me perfectly. Yeah. Um, whew, I'm interested to see what hap- what's happening here. Um, Kevin Durant still there. Giannis is still there. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is there. I, I don't know. I think that I will be leaning towards maybe a Giannis 
in a um I suppose in a punt points build. I know that he does score points, but I suppose where he excels is in those rebounds and and blocks and I suppose out of position assists and everything <laughs> like that. So what I do want to bring up, boys, and you can probably see this from your screens, but by the fantasy scores website, as the draft goes, the players that get picked get blacked out. There's a refresh button that you can click, and it automatically uploads and shows you who the next best pick for you will be. So there's a category, or there's categories there where you can click on what you're punting or what you hope to punt. And then down below, it just shows you from one through to 500 or however low it goes, the order as to what statistically the best players are for you and your draft style. Yeah, I like it. Um, after Brano had his pick, uh, Anthony Edwards, Kyrie Irving went off the board. I've elected to pick up Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant probably wasn't on my radar, to be honest, um, until I went and, I suppose, used that app. Um <laughs> Hmm. But Kevin Durant brings up those extra stats. I suppose he's super efficient, hits your threes. Um, he does get your points, but still just gets those rebounds and assists and everything just because he plays so much. Um, Giannis and Durant, pretty pretty heavy start for me. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, lead us into your pick, Nathan. Yeah, so I've got a, a few options here. Um Initially, I was looking at Dame Lillard. I know that he obviously is uh, not a bad shout when it comes to assists, but he's definitely not a guy that's going to put up 10 plus. Uh, The guy I'm looking at is, and I'm going to take, is Donovan Mitchell. Fits my punt assists build. He's going to get me points. He's going to get me threes. Um, I I, I like him there, especially with this uh, punt assist build. It's hard, like, because I think that, like, one of your best guys would have been maybe Sabonis, and then Lillard got taken off the board. But Dono's a good pick, regardless of punting at 16, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does everything he's... he needs to do. He's the main guy over in Cleveland, isn't he? He's going to be the one that gets the ball in his hand a lot. He's going to have his usage is going to be through the roof as it always is. So, um, and he's pretty durable as well. He plays a lot of games, and I'm happy with that with my second. Um, after this update uh, through Yahoo and even ESPN, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going in a little bit more reasonable, I suppose. I always considered him, a, I suppose, a 25th sort of that sort of pick, but it's good to see him just not going at the turn anymore. Um, we've gone Devin Booker, Trey Young, Jaron Jackson Jr. and James Harden, and we're leaning into mixed pick. You've got 20 mm. seconds, mate. You can yeah. tell me to f off if you want, but um, no, I'm not. I'm not going through to. your mind. Um, I've just refreshed my fantasy scores, and it's clear that Fred Van Fleet would be the best player on my side right now. So mm-hmm. we've gone with him with my next pick. So I've gone a little bit guard heavy to start off with SGA and Van Fleet, but that's okay. My pick's going to come around very quickly. The way that this is going, there's a couple of auto picks going on. So you've gone Fred, then um, Mikael Bridges, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, and Cade Cunningham, who I actually haven't seen go this early yet. Um, I was looking at Cade a bit later on, but, um, yeah, talk us through after Desi got his pick. Yep, can do. So I'll pick up Kawhi. who will fit in nicely with the big horses. Again, we've got no centers or power forwards, but that's fine. 
Uh, after my pick, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns has been picked up at 29. That's not a bad area for Cat, I reckon, given yeah, that what was he last eight. year? He was consensus fourth pick. His ADP was four or five last year. So at 29, that's extremely nice value, I reckon. Guy Bear's just fallen off a cliff, hasn't he? Like when you're talking yeah. about his defense, yeah, he gets rebounds, yeah, he gets blocks, but his sideways or his lateral movement on defense is shot, which is going to deteriorate his or make his blocks come down. He's he's less valuable on the floor. I think he's going to be more of a hindrance for the Timberwolves than what he is going to be effective. Yep. Jordan Poole at 30. <sighs> Jesus. That's oh, way too my. early. Yeah, that's way too early. You, you just start to take, like, 30th is his peak. I like to take people where I can get a bit of value. Mm-hmm. So refreshing my fantasy scores uh, at the moment, it's looking like I, I'm looking at either Chris Stapps, Pazingas, or Laurie Markkinen. I'm going to take Markkinen. Um, I feel like if he, I mean, even if he does produce what he produced last year, I think we're in a pretty good spot grabbing him in the third round. He's got that top 20 upside. Um, he's going to have the ball in his hands. Uh, we've seen that from last year. So uh, I'm going to grab him with my third pick. I like this. I- just playing around with these fantasy scores website and you can actually click. So I've gone shooting guard, point guard, small forward with my first three picks. And given that I'm punting rebounds, yep, that's not too bad, but I've got to pick up power forwards or centers at some point in time. There's actually a tab here where you can click power forward and center and still keep your punt categories on. And it shows you exactly who is best for your squad as well. This is elite. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to elect to go Miles Turner. I'll shore up some rebounds, and I'm just going to double down on the bigs. Um, I'm going to get Bam Adebayo in. Um, look, I just don't think Nick Claxton is that good at basketball, um, regardless of whether I'm ta- tanking points or not. I won't be getting Nick Claxton in this range. Um, look, if he's sitting there at 70, maybe, but seeing people pick him at 50, um, look, you've just sometimes just got to pick the better players and Miles Turner is going to get me a heap of blocks and Ben Adebayo just always gets me plenty of opportunity. So, Yeah, nice, nice shout. Um, Fuck that guy. Next. Yeah, yeah, basically. You're up next, Nathan. Um, take us through these uh, these picks, Brenner. So we've got, uh, if we're moving backwards, we've got Garland 38th, Ben Adebayo 37th, uh, Miles Turner, 36, Fox, 35, Jalen Brown, 34. And now I am up with the 40th. Pick. And uh, I, I suppose my thought process is I'm lo- probably looking to shore up, maybe shooting guard uh, or find another guard position in here somewhere. I mean, is there a better pick on the board at the moment than Jalen Brunson? Uh, probably not. I like Jalen Brunson at 40. I think he's probably got that top 40 upside in New York. Uh, does Julius Randle fall off a cliff? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows whether Julius was going to stay healthy or not? So reasoning is hopefully Brunson healthy, carries the Knicks to uh, somewhere in that top 50 or 50 win range for the year. Well, it won't be glory, so. No, it definitely won't be glory. Um, Drew Holiday was taken next. I feel like he's he's pretty safe. Uh, we're about four picks away from you, Mick. Um, punting your category, what are you what are you thinking? Evan Mobley next. Great defensively. He'll give me blocks. He'll give me steals. Pretty good field goal percentage. 
doesn't get a lot of boards given that you've got Jared Allen and the likes in there. So I don't mind it. But two picks away, he's probably going to go. Yeah. Let's uh, cross our fingers and toes that he makes his way to me. But even like, um, and he's still there. What a man. Evan Mobley on his way. Victor went Bayana went at 44. Porzingis went at 43. Vucevic went at 42. Mobley to my team at 45. I rate Mobley. Like, he does ruin your free throw percentage as well. But those blocks, that upside, just picking a young player that I think is going to get a lot of opportunity as well. Um, Yeah, look, it's going to be better than next year. I think he's just a bloke that's going to keep getting better and better. Now, I need need a center. You can slide into my DMs. I've got plenty. It's it's telling me Brook Lopez is great for hunting rebounds, but I feel like his age is probably going to get the better of him this year. I want someone that's going to play all the time. I might pick the fuck you guy. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. Look, he could be there. No, I'm not actually. (laughs) <laughs> I've just refreshed my page. Shengun. Yeah, right. Shengun at 52. Because I, I mm. hate that. Tell it's me why. Honest. I just, like, I just have never seen him be that good. Like, the hype around Shengun is better than actually watching Shengun play. And he still plays for the Rockets. And even though they've got additions of, you know, Canadian all-star Dylan Brooks and uh, Fred Van Vliet, you know, the worst shooting guy in the world. I'm just not sure the Rockets are even that better after spending that much money. I mean, maybe they miss shots and Shengun gets the rebound, but their coaches have never actually played him enough minutes for me to even consider him in this range. I think the Rockets got better by one person who shall rename remain nameless, not potentially not playing for the rest of his NBA career there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm. Um, as we go so, through, uh, we've got Jamal Murray, Chet Holgram, DeMar DeRozan, OG Ananobi, Walker Kessler, Tyrese Maxey. We had Shengun. We had Clacko. We had Zion early. DeAndre Ayton. Brandon Ingram. Who'd you take, Brainer? I took Jared Allen uh, for obvious reasons. You know, he's not renowned to pass the ball too much. He's going to shore up my block category that I feel like I'm probably trailing in a little bit at the moment. So uh, I also needed a center. Uh, I had a couple of power or I had a power forward, small forward guard and a point guard. So I thought I'll, I'll get a big man on my books and he fit the bill. Probably the best center on the board there. And then Giddy, we've just seen Brooke, yeah. yeah, Brooke Lopez go straight after that and Josh Giddy at 59, which I've seen Josh Giddy going around this 60 mark uh, in a lot of mocks that I've done. What are your thoughts on Giddy? Because, uh, you know, Australian buyer probably kicking in. Are we, are we as high on Giddy uh, as everybody else is? I have heard a lot of people talk about in our comments that Josh Giddy's taking in and around that 80 range for Americans. Maybe it is recency bias and the fact that, but I think it's more that we've seen a lot more of him and we've seen a lot more of him playing fantastic basketball. So we're a little bit more high on him. 
I don't really like him in that 40 to 50 range, but I do like him in this 60 range. Yeah, I think I'd probably take him maybe late 60s if he fell that far. I don't know whether I want to take him in the 50s, though, personally. Yep. Yeah, no, I rate it. I needed to start to get a couple guards uh, when I was selecting at 60. So I went and got friends Wagner and uh, and Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, not a prolific scorer by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but he's going to get the opportunity as a starting point guard. He's going to be passing the ball to blokes like Kyle Kuzma, to, uh, to Jordan Poole, and I think opportunity knocks in this case. And he's going to be playing a lot more basketball. So I'm excited to get him in my team. Maybe it's a little bit early, but tanking points, like a lot of the guys that are left there, like Paolo Bancaro, uh, CJ McCollum, Kyle Kuzma, um, look, they're going to get points. But I don't need that in this uh, in this mock draft. So since, uh, what have we got here? Well, Franz Wagner gone with 60. Uh, is that... Jones has gone 61. Keeps refreshing on me. Uh, Randall went uh, 62. And then we've got uh, Gobert, 63. I took Beal at 64. Uh, I, I just feel like he's going to be the scorer. Mm-hmm. I, the, the name in point guard, sure, that's all well and good. But we all know that uh, Devin Booker is going to be the, handling the ball and doing most of the things there, probably being a little bit more of a facilitator in Phoenix this year. So uh, Bradley Beal will still play his role, and I don't think that's going to be a uh, playmaking one over there. Yeah, good. Scotty Barnes, 65. That's late as well for Scotty Barnes. I've been seeing him late 40s, early 50s. Matty, what do you reckon? Good value there at 65. Yeah, I think he's sensational value. Still sitting there at 65. Um, Even Jalen Williams, I've seen him go a little bit earlier. I hate Mm. the Mark Williams pick with PJ Washington. That's early. early. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I saw him go undrafted in one that went 144 deep the other way, other day, and I still didn't pick him with my last mm. pick. Um, look, Chris Middleton's maybe a little bit early. Um, you took Cam Johnson? I did. Talk us through it. Fantasy scores told me to. So <laughs> uh, he doesn't really rebound too much, but scores a three well, gets his steal a game, free throws are pretty good, turnovers elite according to this site. Uh, fits my team well. I've um I've said a few th- things about Cam Johnson, and I've got a little hate in my DMs. I don't hate Cam Johnson. I just think that people like Chris Middleton and maybe Clay Thompson and some people like that are better picks at where they're getting picked than Cam Johnson. I won't be picking up Cam Johnson in any of my leagues, um, but not because I hate the guy, uh, just because I think that I would rather get a guy that can do his things in and around that 100 to 120. Do you feel like it's a case of maybe too many cooks there as well? Is he going to get enough yeah. ball, enough opportunity? I think much like that um, that Bradley Beal pick of yours, I think that he's going to be standing in the corner. I think he's going to be taking these high-quality shots uh, with the guys around him, like mm-hmm. your like your Bridges and your uh, and your Dinwiddie, like Dinwiddie's just going to shoot up shit. Um, I think Cam Johnson's going to be open when he does shoot it, but I'm not sure the volume's going to be there. And tell me your honest opinion on Dinwiddie. Um, I would look at him if he's there at 130, but people keep taking him at 100. So too early, right now. 
Yeah, too early. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just a bit, he reckons. Just, just a, bit. a bit too early. See, Ray John Rondo's still there. Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of question marks in his role, isn't there? I mean, he's only going to play start. 20 to 22 minutes, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, whether he starts or not, I think is irrelevant. It's, uh, you know, I just I just don't see him having the role there to be fantasy basketball relevant. Um, so I'm up now with the 80th or 81st pick. Uh, probably looking to shore up my bigs a little bit more. I've got a couple of options here, but uh, I know I, I threw a bit of shade at him on the Knicks preview, but I'm going to draft Mitch Robinson. Hurts my free throw. Hurts my free throw, but shores up my blocks. I'm pretty solid there. My field goal damage definitely isn't going to get hurt. He isn't passing the ball. Don't really care about assists as I'm punting them anyway. Um, he'll get me rebounds. There's a risk there maybe that he doesn't get the kind of minutes that a normal starting center would, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to take a bit of a flyer on him. Would it, If this was a real draft and you're playing for coin, would the timeshare with Isaiah Hartenstein worry you? I don't think. No, not, not personally. I don't think so. Um, I feel like if Julius Randle gets injured, Hartenstein benefits, uh, and Mitch Robinson, maybe there's an injury on the surface there. Um, but that's the kind of risk you take with picking a player like him. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, fantasy scores told me to. <laughs> yeah. We'll go <laughs> yeah. through notable picks now, just while we've got a little bit of time until Nate's pick. Middleton went at 68, Jalen Green at 70, Jeremy Grant, 71, Capella, 72, Derek White, 73, which is, I believe, his absolute ceiling. 74, Gafford. Marcus Smart, 75. Markel Fultz, 76. Rozier, 77. <coughs> Pardon me. Jalen Jaren, 78. Bankiro, 79. Chris Paul, at 80. Robinson, 81. MPJ, 82. Morant, at 83. That's not bad there. Buddy Hill, at 84. Johnny Collins is now at Utah, 85. And Anthony Simons, 86. Clay Thompson, 87. That's nice there for Clay Thompson. I reckon he's been slept on. So I've got 88. Back to me. I'm going to pick up Miles Bridges. I'm going to cop the, the 10 games. Uh, it's around that kind of time where I think you can consider picking him up in the 80s. Uh, we know what he's going to do. We know the kind of role he's going to have in Charlotte. Him and LaMelo Ball love playing together. They showed that a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him there. So he's in He's in my team. Uh, yeah, Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell. Yeah. Not I like Devin Vassell. I think um, I think you could probably pick. I think this is around the right range to get him to, Maddie. What do you reckon, Devin Vassell in the eight, uh, 89? Yeah, I like him there. I just I think that he slid a little bit. I've seen him go in the seventies. Um, I actually really like Keldon Johnson in those that sort of hundred and twenty, that hundred and thirty range that I've seen him go in. But I think <laughs> that just one of those extra guys are gonna, I suppose. Um, Benefit from Wembenyama just making the team a little bit better. <coughs> Tobias Harris went at 93. Trey Jones, 92. Okongwu, 94. Jakob Poitel, 95. CJ McCollum, 96. <laughs> we'll just we'll go through this. I need a guard. D'Angelo Russell, welcome. At 100. Yeah, I like it. Don't mind it. That's good value. Mm. Yeah, that is. I like that. People are sleep- why are people sleeping on D'Lo? Is it the Austin Reeves factor? It's Austin Reeves, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
And people just hate him like he was the snitch in that um that Nick Young scenario. Like people hate people so they decide not to pick them up. So I don't need him to be a good bloke. I just need him to be a good basketball player. So just there's a there's a line. Yeah, yeah, there's a there is a line that yeah. There's a couple of people I wouldn't be picking, but uh <laughs> don't worry about that. Draymond just went off my board. Um, speaking of people that I don't particularly enjoy playing, if I'm not worried about points, Draymond Green is a guy that you definitely want in your team, like his rebounds, his assists. Um, yeah, good player. It's the, the the two guys that I was looking at just both went off the board back-to-back. So Andrew Wiggins, 103, Kuzma, 104. I feel like that's late for both of those guys. Um now I've got to kind of reset. And this is a perfect example of having to work on the fly, isn't it? Uh, yeah. When you guys get taken out of your queue, you've got to think on the fly. So I'm going to take Zach Collins. Bit of, Zach a little bit Collins. early, I think. Probably a little bit early to get Zach Collins. Probably could have got him around the 120 mark, maybe. Yeah, but starting picks. center. Picks too early. Yeah, probably. But um, <laughs> probably could have uh, could have waited, but. You know, you've got a starting center on a team that's rebuilding. He's going to get minutes. And yes, the Wembenyama effect, effect is probably going to kick in there. Um, but there's some upside in Collins. He showed that last year. If you want to look at a... Oh, if you want to look at my queue right now with Stephen Adams and Mike Conley in there, you'll have a look at a couple homers. But as I said, I would take Dinwiddie with the 100th pick. And I've got him at 108th pick. <sighs> Looking at the balance in my team, I do need a couple guards, so I will be taking Conley. I just know what I'm going to get. I've got it year in, year out. I know he's 35 years old, but Minnesota need him to be the Mike Conley of old. Um, He's not going to score that many points. He's going to pass the ball around. He's going to set everybody up. There's no real line. Like, there's Jordan McLaughlin and, and blokes like that, but there's no real line, I suppose, heir apparent to the point guard. Um, I'm happy to take Mike Conley. The opportunity will still be there. So, you know what you're getting with him. He's just he's yep. safe as houses, isn't he? Yep. You pick um, up Michael Conley, yes. 109 to be the 109th best player. Yeah, exactly. And when you're punting points, I think that he becomes a lot better player than the 109th best player. So, I thought I was going to get PJ Washington, but it turns out someone snagged him at 111. Maybe a little bit of a homer here and another flyer. It might be a little early for him, but that seems to be the theme for my team. Sadiq Bay uh, at 113, probably wait another round maybe. Um, but I needed to shore up my threes. Uh, he shoots the three ball pretty well and uh, doesn't pass, which suits my assists or my punting assists build. Yeah, nice. I've got to find some bigs here. Uh, you can slide into my DMs because I've got them all. You do. Would you look at someone like Stephen Adams? What are you punting? Punting rebounds. No, then. Definitely no. not Stephen Adams. <laughs> no. I need big men. And this is about the best of a bad bunch. Aaron Gordon. We'll, we'll keep this ball rolling, mate. Actually, I found Absolutely. a sleeper. What a... I found yeah, a sleeper. Talk us through it. I'm I won't I won't snake confident it. Confident you can't because I get the next pick. So Nick Nurse has come out and said that this bloke may start alongside Joel Embiid. Um, mm-hmm. Paul Reed. Yeah, right. He's, okay. he's a high-volume guy. He gets points. Yeah, he does get rebounds, but 
I I need a centre because the only centre on my squad at the moment is Alperin Shingun. Yeah, you definitely need a centre then if Shingun's carrying. Mm. Yeah, some slow, the the picks are starting to slow up now. It must be pretty tough for the for the people still playing at home. Uh, yeah, which I, it does at this so. point of the draft, Mick. We're at yeah, one twenty two now. Yeah, this is this is where you you try and find the best value, isn't it? As uh, Matty O'Brien oh. sits himself down with another stubby, um, oh, he has made his way to me. So while while you were gone, I was discussing perhaps the greatest one hundred twenty fourth pick of all time. Paul <laughs> Reid, tell me, does that it- does that make you stiff? Uh, oh, look, it might be a bit early, but I think having Paul Reid in, on your team isn't a um, isn't a bad thing. So it makes you stiff. That's nice. Yeah, I'm like semi right now. Semi. It's like um, it's like six to seven thirty more so than a six to midnight. <laughs> uh, for those of you playing at home, um, after Paul Reid, Gary Trent Jr. and Russell Westbrook go off the board. Uh, Russell Westbrook was maybe a guy that I was looking at, and even Gary Trent Jr. with his steals. Um, I know Nath has a pick coming up. Um, What's your queue look like right now? Does it look any more gross than Steven Adams and Denny Avdia in mine? Uh, it Ugh. looks much better than that. I'm, uh, I'm going to go Gordon Clarkson uh, at 129. Uh, suits the builder making, but also. C-L-E-R-K-S-O-N. S-O-N. What a man. No, it fits the build. Perfectly. It doesn't hurt me really in any categories. Um, obviously, except rebounds. I'm, I'm not drafting him for that. But the points are there and the role is there for him. Yeah, sounds good. Sorry, I'm just having a bad time here. I see Keldon, uh, Bogdan, and I've decided to take Josh Hart. Just the out of position rebounds, tanking points. He doesn't score too many. Um, and then I'm going to take Stephen Adams as well. I may be absolutely stacked at centre, but Stephen Adams still going to, I suppose, have a place in my heart there. Yeah, do, that only gets me to about quarter past eight. You, <laughs> is it when your competitions though? The the heart picks, the Homer picks, because uh, I know you're a well, big I... uh, Desmond Bain Homer pick in the what second third oh. round. Yeah, yeah, but I think Desmond Bain just holds. I suppose you end up in that spot. Um, Stephen Adams, like absolutely no risk taking him at the 133rd pick. Um, he's been a top 100 guy. People are just sleeping on him because he was so injured last year. And I suppose how well the Grizzlies went without him. I think the best position for Jaron Jackson Jr. is that power forward position. So Stephen Adams is going to find his way to the floor. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I am going... Couple of options here. I was looking at Norman Powell. Don't don't mind him, but just just kind of unsure of of his role. Uh, so I'm going to go with Danny Avdia. Uh, a bit of a sleeper for me. Someone that I've kind of watched uh, and probably picked up in the majority of the mock drafts I've done. I like the upside there. I think he's got a role there in Washington this year uh, without Pazingas. So a bit of an upside pick at one three. Where was it? One three nine or one forty? Nice. I like Jake it. Ivy one thirty nine. Yeah. For me, You're... I'm hoping Colin Sexton makes it to my squad here. It's one pick until mine. I think he'll be nice for, for points and assists. And yeah, he's five foot fuck all, so no rebounds there. Beautiful. It's made it to me. Nice at pick 141. I think he's got top 100 value if he's starting in Utah. 
I agree with you. And I think that that might round out probably a really good thing that I'd like to mention is that we probably shouldn't punt too early. Like Mm. I said, I was punting points at the start. If I took the best available picks in my first pick and my second pick, and it became evident that I was, I suppose, punting points after that, I think that that's a good point to decide that you're drafting points, but it's really hard to come into the draft and say that you're drafting points because I'm seeing (coughs) blokes like Colin Sexton and I'm seeing plenty of people that I'm going to have to pass up due to, and it becomes better value for you guys. It becomes better value for Mm -hmm. everybody else in the draft because I'm just not taking the best available player. I've almost always drafted with the best available player. Um, and then just trade it out or just made my best decision after that. Like, yeah, this is a mock draft, but I definitely don't recommend that you do it. I love that you've brought that up. And perhaps us at the Insight Fantasy Sports podcast team, we'll do that. We'll go two or three rounds deep and see where our strengths are and see what we're going to punt and then decide from when on, then on when we're going to or what we're going to punt and show the viewers that, hey, it can be done this way. And your ability to think on the fly is going to be the difference between you being at the top of your league or down towards the bottom. So we we highly recommend you do your research. Absolutely. I mean, bit of a, again, last round pick. What do you recommend with your last round pick? I've gone Tari Eason just as a bit of a kind of upside pick, seeing what happened. I'm actually looking at RJ Barrett, but his field goal percentage and his efficiency just kills me. Uh, I just can't do it to myself. Um, But... There's upside in Tari Eason. Are you guys are you guys looking at like upside picks for your final couple of picks, um, and then you know you can just punt them or drop them if you need to to the waivers? Yep. So with my last pick at 148, I took Rickon Holmes. He's on his way to Dallas. They don't really have a center. He was a fantasy not god, but fantasy relevant a couple of years ago in Sacktown. If he gets back to that sort of way, then he won't be top hundred value, but he'll still be nice. I reckon he could be top 100 value in the right punt build, to be honest. Mm. Um, I I just really rate him, and I just think that there's not much else going on in Dallas there from the center position. Um, I am going with a safe pick this time because I'm just excited about Kyle Lowry still sitting there. If he can be healthy, I just think that he can be a really good pick there at the end. And blokes like Steven Adams just shore up a few spots. Maybe it's a little bit of an upside pick. Uh, because he was so injured last year. But if he was healthy last year, he still wouldn't have been there with that 130-odd pick. Um, But let's – look, I'll get up on the screen. Let's start with Nathan's team. Um, Talk us through your team, uh, what you think was the best value, and I suppose starting with your punt build. Yeah, so punting assists. Um... Most – best value, I'd probably say maybe Miles Bridges at 80. Like, there's like – he could be anything, this guy. Like, he, there, there could be top 50, top 40 value in him. He misses the first 10 games of the season, which is probably equating to him maybe sliding at least 20 spots, I think, in, in these drafts that we've seen so far. I think picking him up at 80, well, where was it, 81 or 82 or something like that is uh, is real nice. So I'm happy with him. Um, I've obviously got Donovan Mitchell with my uh, – well, I've got uh, Mitchell, I've got Beal, Brunson, Markinen, Anthony Davis was picked with my first round pick. 
Bridges, Jared Allen, Mitch Robinson, Zach Collins, Sadiq Bay, Jordan Clarkson, Danny Avdia, and Tari Eason with my final pick. Um, just quickly, when you're on Yahoo, for anybody who does their drafts on Yahoo, you can quickly click on the standings and just get a gauge on how you're going and what categories were good, what weren't. Uh, just to confirm my punt build, I am I'm second last in assists. Uh, which surprises me. I, you know, actually actively tried, and but it looks like six three. He has tried even harder to to punt assists than me. Um, and I think maybe <laughs> just trying a, a few. He has done a better job. He's uh, maybe just trying a few different punt builds and and things like we've done tonight might give you a bit of an idea on how you want to approach your draft or whether there's a category that you're favoring a little bit more that you didn't know about or that you weren't wary of. Because for me, punting assist was actually really challenging. It's easy most of the time, but I'm somebody who really prioritizes assists really early on in my draft. Uh, because you know if you're going to get assists or if you're going to promote them, you need them early. Otherwise, they, they disappear pretty quickly at the back end of the draft. So got a little bit tricky in uh, at the at the start of the draft, I guess. Basically ignore them, which, like you said, you wouldn't do normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's when I struggle with these things. I don't think that I would ever punt points, I suppose, from the word dot. But anyway, we're doing these mocks now. Um, and if you were, this is where I'd lean. Uh, Mick, what were you punting? I've got your team up on the screen. Talk us through it. Yeah, so I picked up SGA with my first pick. Kawhi Leonard, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Cameron Johnson, Evan Mobley, Tobias Harris, Alperin, Shangoon, Paul Reed, Markel Fultz, D'Angelo Russell, Aaron Gordon, Colin Sexton, and Raquan Holmes. What do you think was the best value? Uh, Evan Mobley in the what round was he picked in? Fourth round, I think that's yeah. He's drafted forty fifth. Yep, yep. I think that and D'Angelo Russell at a hundred, like he's their starting point guard. He's just because he had a dud in last year's final series doesn't mean he can't come back and average, you know, eighteen and seven. And LeBron's not going to play every night. Anthony Davis is made of the same shit that toilet paper is. You know, their older statesmen aren't going to play every game. He's going to be prominent in their offense. And Colin Sexton in the 130s, he's got potential to be really nice as well. Hey, Mick, you know the, the toilet paper comment? Uh, Anthony Davis actually told me that he was planning on playing 65-plus games so he can be in the running for the player awards this year. So just just wanted to let you know in advance. Does that mean he just checks in and checks back out? Because if he plays full games, he ain't making it to 65. <laughs> No, I'm taking the piss. I, I agree with you. It's a yeah, it's a risky pick. I I, did you draft him? Did you? Yeah, I, I picked him in my first round. Yeah, in okay. in this. Well, he's, uh, honestly, he's, I think he's if, playing forty if games. Cash, if there was cash on the line, I don't know whether yeah. you'd take that risk. Mm. I don't yeah, like you... to make my decisions on injuries, but it's really hard with Anthony Davis, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, what three years? Three years in a row. I think he hasn't played more than fifty odd games three years in a row. Um, so you know, the question mark now becomes like, how are LA going to go if LeBron goes down? If AD goes down, do they shut them down? Could it, could it be one of those years? Um, yeah, I'm I'm concerned. I am concerned for sure. Yeah, it's an age thing, there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah talk All us right. through your team, Matty. How'd you go? I'm going to go through the punting points build, uh, which. I'm not sure I've ever done, and I'm not sure I will ever do. Um, But at point guard, Tyus Jones taken with the 61st pick. Uh, Friends Wagner at shooting guard. Buddy Heald, 
Herbie Bull salivates somewhere. Um, Kevin Durant, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, John Collins, Miles Turner, Bam Adebayo, Spencer Dinwiddie, Mike Conley, Josh Hart, Stephen Adams, and Kyle Lowry. Obviously, it's really hard to pick good players because good players score points. Um, but I think in any build, I'm pretty happy to take Giannis Antetokounmpo with the 12th pick. Um, Kevin Durant with the 13th pick. Like, let's just bet on pedigree. Um, Kevin Durant's going to be the big doggy on any team, regardless of, you know, your Devin Bookers, regardless of your Bradley Beals. Like, I don't think that takes too much away from the greatness that is Kevin Durant. Um, I suppose maybe him at the 12th pick could nearly be my best value pick. Um, I'm taking Josh Hart in and around that 120th, 130th pick in most builds. And it's probably the most apt, I suppose, because he doesn't score that many points and he gets so many out-of-position rebounds. It makes him sort of the perfect pick for this build. Um, I know he's there at 130th in a lot of picks, but for this build, that could nearly be the best value out of this whole thing. So That's a good shot. Um, but... Boys, do we have anything to finish up with or can we wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, I just don't like your team because you're the owner. That's it. Cool. Yep. Love it. And um, a dollar a pick, what jersey am I wearing? Ooh. Follow me on Twitter at SC underscore Matrix. Slide into my DMs or do it on the post. PayPal me a dollar a pick. I'll donate it to charity if it makes it past $20. But if you get it right, $20 coming your way. Wow, I can't even tell. It looks like an MBL. Yeah. It's Brisbane Bullets. Ooh. Brisbane Bullets. Yep. There's, Dang, there's enough. Yeah. There's enough picks. There's enough tips. Wouldn't be Tyler Johnson. Oh, 100%. No. <laughs> uh, tell you what, I've never drafted him in a league. Uh, anything to wrap right, up? Well, Super coach know. brain? No, mate. No, we're all good. Uh, hopefully everybody's all taken something from it. Um, you know, just a, I, get a, I guess a bit of variety in terms of mocks, you know, like giving you a, a bit of different perspective on different punt builds. You might not be a punter, you know, but might not be somebody who punts categories at all. So if you aren't, maybe it just gives you a bit of perspective or gives you a different kind of way to approach a draft. Um, but otherwise, we're going to be coming through with plenty more. Uh, different mock drafts, different punting categories, different kind of team builds and makeups over the next few weeks leading into the season. We've only got what, it's a month now, boys, until the NBA yeah, not long. tips off again. How good. Come on. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. I'm, yeah. e- but, uh, I'm excited for it. Let's wrap this bad boy up. You are listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Thanks, fellas. See ya.